Welcome to the Stats Check Podcast with your host, Andrew and Joe. Follow us on Facebook at Stats Check Podcast and Twitter at Stats Check Cast. Now to this week's review of the My Hero Academia Two Heroes film. So we are talking about how awesome Deku and All Might hold up, are. Hold up, hold up. Well, first of all, we're talking about how we have a special guest again on this episode. Oh, that's right. Ed, thank you for joining us. Hey, y'all. It's Ed. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Plus Ultra, you know, the usual. <laughs> Man, there were people in the theater who were yelling that out for, I guess, the Snapchat. Yeah, doing it for the gram. Did, did you guys have any cosplayers? Because I had one cosplayer in my theater. We had one. We had a group of people come in with the UA tracksuits. Sure. Other than that, I don't think so. Yeah. But they were, the audience was really into it. No, and like they were laughing with the points, clapping like Mineta was the MVP. I mean, no, it was wasn't. really no, he fucking was. I was booing that guy. It Joe was and happening. I were the only ones booing that piece of shit character. It was happening. You know, Magneto was getting a lot of claps too. I mean, it, it was it was really on point. I mean, Magneto got a clap. I mean, Magneto Tetsuo got a clap from Joe when he asserted his dominance by shooting everyone. <laughs> right, right. When he's like, "Oh, by the way, betrayal, inevitable." Betrayal. <laughs> no, I, I, I. Thanks for giving me the opportunity. That was definitely my favorite scene. Where it's like, "Oh, this is actually a double cross." Bang! Wait, no, it's a triple cross. I'm also going to shoot you. Oh, you don't like it? I'm going to pistol whip you too. In, in five seconds, half of the half of the antagonist just was got crossed. put in a box. Yeah. The movie could have been called My Hero Academia: Colon Bitch You Thought. Pretty much. <laughs> I mean, no, but what was the, you? You had the greatest takeaway from this, Ed, that we can put right out in the front here. This is really an homage to the greatest action movie of all time. This is pretty much Die Hard. Yes, yes, this is Die Hard. We're in a fucking tower and people get punched. And it's a robbery. At the end of all this, they're just trying to steal something. United States of Smash. All this, all this <laughs> rigmarole regarding FDA. IRB shit on the on the what the the perk enhancement thing yeah yeah the the helmet the helmet the mag- that's pretty much the the bonds from Die Hard yeah and, and for those of you not in the know what he's talking about refers specifically to restrictions on research with medical devices like the quirk enhancer we're looking at here this guy was shut down his funding was pulled because well I mean you saw why. Yeah, because it's a fucking sketchy-ass device that has fucking unknown properties. It's not the device that's sketchy, the people that are using it. Well, well, yeah, both of them. I mean, the only legit use would have been by All Might, but even him, it would have gotten, you know, not that far. Because, I mean, and All, Might, All Might's fall was inevitable, regardless of what was happening. And that's the thing. I don't know how serious you want to get right from the gate here, but I'm going to say that a lot of this probably could have avoided if All Might had taken David aside, you know, his close friend for many years, and been like, hey, listen, you know, I have this situation. Yeah. What, you mean communication could have solved an issue? Yeah, seriously. I know know this is the wrong (laughs) series. We're in the middle of reviewing a different series where communication is important. But no, here you're right. You know, it is just, you know, the United States of Smash is really what's happening most of the time. Well, is that only because Deku and Melissa Shields like pretty much were smashing, you know, half of this episode? Oh, come on. They were, the, they were the two heroes smashing, yes. That, that was actually one of my less favorite parts of this. I thought 
Oh, because you because you definitely preferred the you know smashing that was going on between Bakugo and fucking um, Karashima. Karashima, yeah. Oh, all right. Well, I, I'm gonna say the, I mean, representing. When he's bringing like formal clothes for Bakugo, I mean that's the point at which I'm like, okay, this ship is real. Knows all his measurements. This ship is real. Look, I, I'm I, I want that ship to fucking be like Titanic and just sink. Representing the largest segment of the fandom, which are the fans of Bakugo, because he continues to win these popularity polls. Oh my God. I will I still say, no, I will no. say that both of my ships for him. Unfurled their sails and and we're going at a good clip here. They're watertight. They're floating. I like it. Those being, of course, the Kiribaku ship that you're referring to here. And we had a little bit of a hint of the Kachako ship as well, where he comes in in the clutch moment and saves Ochako from that robot. Yes. In the highlight of scene there. I'll be the biggest huge, hater. I don't give a fuck. Huge cheers in the audience. Except for me, if you could have heard me, my eyes were rolling in my skull. For the Kachako ship? For Bakugo, anyways. I can't fucking stand he, it. He's the lightning guy, right? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> nice try. No. We're talking to, you're talking about my child here. I won't I won't tolerate that disrespect on this cast. <laughs> this, this is the reincarnation of me. This is me living another life in front of my own eyes. D, for the for your record, oh, no, sorry, that's Kaminari. That's Kaminari. Denki, Denki, yeah, Denki Kaminari is the the Saitama looking guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's the other ship. That's the other one I ship him with. It's like Kaminari. I mean, because like in the provisional exam, that's that's what it is. No, no. Since we're since we're on this subject now, I'm gonna say oh, no. We're, we're on Bakugo shipping right now. No, I'm 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 gonna steer clear this. Fucking battlefield mindful <laughs> shit, but I am not gonna touch Bakugo with a ten foot pole. My ship. You mean you could? I wouldn't. You shouldn't. I I, I don't like Sasuke. Why do I like Bakugo? That's yeah, right. That, no, no, hold on, hold that's on. That's right. No, that's right. Insane. That's right. That's right. But hold on. What's your ship though? What's your ship, Ed? I want to hear it. Jiro and Momo. Okay. Yeah, I, I respect that a lot. I like it. They were they were my girls. I'm sorry, but this is the only thing, I, my only complaint, I guess I'll start from the beginning from this movie, that the women, at least the girls in this movie, did not do a lot, but they showed up, they looked stunning, they were precious, and they got shit done. Jiro and Momo held their shit down. Yeah, Yaoyorozu, like, really did a lot. Like, she, and the thing is, like, she's very conscious of her power and, like, what she can do and what she can't do, and she's, like, like literally pushing herself to her limit. Like, almost in every moment, She's saying, like, okay, here's what I can do. And she has to have a strategic and tactical awareness, both in the series. Yeah, because yeah, she has that limit. Yeah, but both in the series and the movie, she's, like, aware. And I think, honestly, for the purposes of this movie, I think they dial back what she's actually capable of just to sort of make it flow the way it did. Yeah, because, like, how you mentioned it, Joe, Momo is pretty much just a channel for N.O., yeah, I think she's got more firepower than they were able to show off here in order to like get the scenes right. Well, it's like, you know, when you produce a cannon, I mean, a cannon is not that complex, but it's large. Right. And again, based on what I've seen her do in the past, I don't even think that's the route that she would take in that situation. No, it's just the fact that how the scene was framed, that, you know, they were in a server room, they can't do much because it might damage everything else. So they they just confined her in this movie to make it more like yeah to make the plot more stretchable I guess 
that's why you don't that's why you don't see Cero there. Yeah. That's why you don't see Tsu there. Mina could have done so much better on this team against those metal walls. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she she's she's like the master key for pretty much any door made out of metal there. But but yeah, the same with same with Sue. She can like do all the heights and like reaching up to like the vents in the roof, like so like you know this movie just makes sure that it, within this small sandbox they want to put players so they can't break the rules, right? Or like Toru, right? I mean, she could have just snuck in like all the way to the the roof, pretty much. Exactly. Right. Well, I, I, Sue could have as well, actually. I mean, with her camouflage, even at that stage of the timeline. Well, she didn't have that yet. That wasn't. She didn't have her ultimate yet. That was her ultimate. Yeah, she she learned that in the summer camp, in the uh, in the camp, the training camp. Oh, okay, okay. You got me. You got me messed up here. That's true. But she can climb walls. So. Yeah, I mean, so definitely getting to the hundred eighty whatever floor, not a big deal. But yeah, like I was saying. All the action took place at night. All they really needed was Tokoyami, and none of these guys could deal with that. What's the line, Joe? Reverie in the dark. Yeah, he would revel. He would revel. Abyssal claws. Which we haven't gotten to yet. You know, again, talking about the timeline, you know, we see him cut loose finally in summer camp. But, the you know, the effects would be the same. He's not able to control it if it comes to that. And, I mean, he'd probably even do decent all the way up to the last boss there. Not not to flap my own wings here too hard. Yeah, no, he he probably be too OP. I mean, only cuz you're only cuz you're cosplaying Tokoyami at Dragon Con next year. I I'm not sure I could do that, but if somebody wants to make me a bird head, I'll put it on. All right. See, that like see, I mean, now that we're doing cosplays, I mean, why don't you announce what you plan to do, D? I'm doing like three at this point, you know. I mean, it's coming from a guy who two weeks ago hadn't seen anything, and he's now no. telling me, he's yeah, gonna it's going to be like you know, I have six Dragon Play, uh, Dragon Con cosplays, and three of them are going to be MHA. I mean, at least All Might and Present Mike. I mean, at minimum, what you're going to do, All Might? Oh, sorry, um, all, all, um, all, all, for, all one. for one. Okay, yeah, not All Might. No, I'm not doing All Might. Yeah, because no, I mean, maybe you can do like you know, skinny All Might, skinny All Might. <laughs> Uh, I've been better. I'm in better shape than Skinny uh, Almighty. All right, all right. Let, I mean, let's let's, let's you can get this back to the movie. Come on, we're we're no, here. No, no, no. This is very relevant because you know what? Skinny All Might is most of this movie. Toshinori, Toshinori. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and, and by the way, I liked. I mean, I don't know how you guys felt about it, but I kind of liked that like glimpse into All Might's past, like in America, by the way, which is like the American heroes are of course scrubs and can't do shit. So Japan has to swoop in with a character that announces American moves, including a California punch. See, I thought he was going to say California roll. <laughs> that that would have been good. That would have been real good. But no, it was nice. It was nice seeing the, was it, I guess, like the Bronze Age of All Might. Yeah. You know, because, you know, all we see here is just a story of, of when the show starts with Deku seeing the recording over and over again of him saving those you know, innocents. Mm-hmm. Then we have if jumps to this showing how he was in America with David. It was it was nice seeing like a glimpse in his backstory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Before all this with um all for one started. Well, I mean, it's not that it did, hadn't already been ongoing. It's just that we know from the manga it was intentional that he went to America to get separation from all for one in order oh, yeah, to get right. stronger. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, even Deku as like the Uber fanboy is probably not going to know everything about what was going on there because he was keeping as low a profile as All Might can keep. 
skipping class, jumping into every fight that he comes across, driving around in the hood of, you know, some experimental car. It's a Dodge. That also turns into an airplane. <laughs> it is, it's a spaceship. Yeah, it's a Dodge. But it's also like another glimpse into the relationships he had and the type of person that All Might is, which also shapes the person that he is in the main series and what he projects onto Deku and the other students, right? Yeah. I mean, the beginning and the beginning, the end of the movie pretty much tells you the two heroes. Two heroes from the, from the beginning, the two eagles or whatever. Most people would just assume there would be David and All Might from the get-go. I, I thought it was later, Deku and, Deku well, no, and later, later in the film, and you can tell that it mirrors David and All Might with Deku and Melissa. You, you think it's, De- it's Deku and Melissa? See, I thought it was All Might and Deku. I... No, I, I mean that too. Yeah, I mean with with that with the with the father son Kamehameha wave. Yeah, that that double fisting they <laughs> gave that that final boss. I mean that was intimate. There's there's a whole lot here that I want to dig into. Let's start with that then. I mean the double parallel, fisting or no no well yeah the parallel there is that that's that's the father figure. But by the way, where is Deku's father? That that's that's the thing. I had to look this up because I had already forgotten. He's alive and well. He he's working somewhere overseas, and so that's why you don't see him. Except it's like summer like, and they're flying around the world. Why can't they just take him to meet his dad sometime? No, because because All Might is is his proxy dad forever now. Yeah, now we know from from his father is that he bre- he breathes fire. Yes. Oh, because which I had to look up, which because that's how much this guy comes up. Yeah, because I, I literally, at this point, when like I saw All Might in the main series meet Deku's mom, I was like, dude, is he going to like get with Deku's mom and like, you know, become like the real daddy here? No, Inko's committed. restrain yourself to that section of fanfiction.net. Inko's committed. Okay, that, that's a hell of a lot of commitment. But I mean, you see the relationship there when they're on the plane, when they're there together. And, you know, for all the shit that, that I think people can talk and the series, even the other characters shit talk, you know, All Might's ability to mentor, you can see that he actually is really trying to mentor young Deku. Well, this is his first time. As we know from the series that he's not a good teacher. No, he's reading like teaching for dummies, right? Yeah, not just not a good teacher, but he's also not known for taking on sidekicks. Oh, right, because he's never had a sidekick as All Might. He has, and... Well, David. Well, no. David was so, a again, sidekick. I'm reading the manga only. I'm ahead of you guys. He has had sidekicks, but it doesn't happen very often. Okay. Check it out. So what you're saying is there's some, like, salty sidekick somewhere, and that's like a plot. I'm saying that I'm not going to say anything, because I don't want to spoil you guys right now live on the air. Yeah, for right now, I think we're fine. We're just keeping into the movie until the anime is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's fine. So were you guys surprised to see other characters in this? Were you guys surprised to see like pretty much the entirety of 1A show up over the course of this? Somehow they all managed to be on there by some reason or another. And it was, I loved it. I mean, like you, you knew they were going to do it. You know, exactly. That they figured but this out. It's, it's something between they, someone telling you something and then seeing it in person. Yeah. Because the, the fandom is split into so many different regions. You know, people have their favorites for different reasons. And you got to give, so, you know, it's a different kind of fan service. You know, some people like to see a little skin. Some people like to see things get blown up. Some people like to see rock-looking dudes talk to animals. Some people like Bakugo. I mean, that's... Yeah, th- there's weirder that, shit. That, that, yeah, there's weird that shit. That was the second reference. 
Come on. Oh, okay, never mind. I'm just saying. I don't know, there's a subset of people that I'm, I'm going to come on and say they're not people. The but, largest subset. No, they are they are a perverted subset. But, I mean, I don't know how it was for you, D, because when our, our theater, we the minute these things started, some guy asked for, you know, one, two, three, everyone say plus ultra. Everyone's pumped. Oh, we did not have that. Oh, you guys are lame then. But the minute All Might comes into frame, everyone started clapping when he says plus ultra. You know, everyone went and cheers. And then one by one, every single time we get a new character coming to screen, we got Deku, people cheered, Momo, Bakugo had the second largest cheer after uh, Shoto. Yeah. Shoto had the most. Sh- Shoto got a lot. Shoto got, Icy Hot is very popular. See, that that's that Sasuke effect that I still don't understand. Yeah, the, the whole theater erupted for Shoto. But of course, everyone loved Ochako. Sure. But like the, the roof was tore off for Shoto. Really? Yes. Well, I was going to say that the weirdest one that we got that then definitely you probably didn't get, there's that one scene where you see Bakugo's bare feet and some guy was swooning over that. Some guy. Whoa, whoa, I hear, whoa, 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 whoa. That's some weird. Guy, yeah, some guy goes, oh, my God, look, his toes. I'm like, what? The, what? That's a fetish. That's weird. Yeah. But it was there. It was represented. The theater was lively. I mean, I recall what three huge moments were, like you mentioned, Joe, uh, with Ochako and Bakugo. That was probably one of the loudest cheers. After the, 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 the Detroit Double Smash 2 was the highest one. Yeah, I, I've realized like there's an Ochako um, Bakugo ship. Like people yes, believe that's a yes, ship. I'm, I'm like, sailing it. I, right now. I do not believe in that at all. But Get on board. <laughs> my stance with that is both Ochako and my favorite Kirishima can do so much better. Yes, yes, way better. Better than the best in the class? All right, whatever, man. Not Yeah, yeah, the scrub? If he's so good, then why didn't he get All Might's power? That's right. It's a sore spot. Going, going back to the movie here. Yeah. Because um, this, <laughs> this is, by the way, this is the heart of My Hero Academia. It's like you can just shit talk somebody else's favorite character like yeah. pretty much endlessly. So, But no, one other thing that got a big cheer that was somewhat controversial was when Deku killed that guy. No, he didn't kill him. He liquefied him. Wh- which guy? Which guy? Wolf the Frog? guy that's not going to be in Three Heroes. The guy that he pasted onto the, onto the fucking staircase. Yeah, Sword Arms, I think his name was. The guy that tried to throw him off the building. Oh, oh yeah, that guy? Okay. <laughs> He's dead. Yeah, he did destroy that guy. He was, about to, he, was about, he was about to shank Melissa. All of a sudden, here comes Deku and just decks him right in the face into a staircase. He's dead. No, that guy's that guy's straight dead. Yeah, he's not. All might need to have a conversation with Deku when they get back. <laughs> Which is weird because Melissa totally had the opportunity to push him off the edge of the building, and instead she goes to like pull him back. So I'm like, oh, you screwed this up. He's gonna get the oh 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 no, never mind. Even then, All Might killed those two guys in the helicopter for sure. No, for sure they're dead. Yeah, they're they're straight dead. It's funny. I I, I was telling Joe like, oh, they're not in the city anymore. They're in this new sovereign land. They can do whatever the hell they want. All might just go flexing and just destroy helicopters. Joe, did you have something to say about I Island, like, and the fact yeah. that there's like no rules, yeah. just right? It's the fucking outback over there. Well, I mean, I, I, I want to back this up and just finish that one thought with like them actually killing people. Is that they didn't have to do it that way? You know, it would have actually been pretty cool, I think, if All Might busts through that helicopter, grabs David, and saves all the other scrubs in there, too, just because he's the number one hero. Because he can. Joe, you're too high on Vash the Stampede right now. I'm telling you, man. 
I think they would get along great. And I'll, I'll get back to that. That's a good one that I wasn't going to bring I in. Feel that, I feel they have the same, they have the same values. They do. I mean, yeah, all right, fine. We're going there. Vosh is not going to end all the crime on planet Gunsmoke by wandering around the wilderness. No, he's trying to be a symbol of peace, too. Yeah. Love and peace. And that role, you know, I mean, you see it in Trigun, which we're not going to delve into here, but you see it here in this movie even. You know, what does it mean to be the symbol of peace such that, you know, on one hand, All Might, you know, even when he's young— wants to do that he wants to take on that role yeah he clearly wants to be the symbol to keep billington check yeah right and david on the other hand buys into that so hard that he wants to force it on him even when it's not the right time anymore right but what does it mean to be in that role i i think this is a bigger question for the series but we see it you know some of the troubling consequences of it just in this one storyline well to be a hero well, to be that kind of hero. To be a symbol. To be the, the symbol. Like, the singular symbol of peace. I mean, you have to be pretty perfect as, as a person. I mean, you know, the media attention, the scrutiny, the level of activity, violent activity you have to do. I mean, you know, I'm going to ding in points there because those guys died in that helicopter. <laughs> but then I got to know about it. But does that make it okay if you're the symbol of peace? I don't know. If there's that much flair to it, I mean, it was pretty shiny. Yeah. No, the graphics were 110%, but... The the graphics were plus ultra. On the way out, I was talking to Joe about uh, Bones production really hitting out of the park with the the final final segment. Oh, yeah. Both Deku and All Might running around that large... Even though it was on a roof, but... Comically large roof, yeah. It was beautiful. It was stunning. It was funny seeing All Might T-Pose behind Deku, but it it was stunning. Yeah, that that roof was like bigger than the entire building, and nobody noticed. You know, everybody in their hotel rooms is just like, "Nah, we're chilling." You know, we're playing Uno. You know, the internet's out. That sucks. These explosions, stuff getting thrown across the sky. They're not into that. No, we, we see we can see Sarah and Sugar Rush hanging out. Like, oh, hey, the internet's back on. Like, nothing ever happened. How do you guys feel about, you know, the one sad thing I think is like, do you feel about like, hey, we're not going to see Melissa anymore? Like, we have a support item character in the main series that's, like, making the support items. Like, but there's, like, Melissa who had this, like, awesome arm brace, which she could easily duplicate in, like, you know, FedEx. It's too OP. It's too OP. But also, remember, this is, this is sometime in the series where Deku hasn't really remastered his technique. Right, he's not using his feet. So, at this point, that technology, for at least for his arm braces, are moot because he already did his uh, new costume change. Right, the Gamma. Yeah, and now he's using his feet. So, I mean, maybe down the line, Melissa may be, like, another side character for, like, a side series? I I hope not. I think the power creep there was just for the cinematic effect to allow him to get some full power strikes in. Without damaging his arm and... Yeah, because if she could just keep building those things for him on and on, he would never have to grow personally because he could grow cybernetically. Exactly. Like, we wouldn't get Deku's feet moves with that technology. He will keep using his arms. Yeah, but I mean, he could he could diversify it. I mean, even in like, I mean, where I'm at in the anime, which is when he just does the rematch with Bakugo, you know, he goes in, you know, one of the moves is he goes in to kick him and then ends up punching him. 
Yeah. Yeah, he, he's, a, he's a versatile fighter, but he, he, right. he knows that his arms are on... Well, he becomes a versatile fighter because of the circumstances. Exactly. He can't just fight with his arms anymore. No, that's, that's why he needs that push, that growth, like Joe was saying. If Melissa were there, that growth wouldn't be there. Yeah, it's a, it's a crutch. Sure, sure. But, I mean, you know, she could come around to be there for him and send him stuff and, you know, send him panty shots it's, and whatever. But that, that's, that, that runs into another issue. Now you're running into a camp of shipping, and everyone already has Deku and Ochako. No, Every, no everyone already has Deku, Deku and Shoto. Je, Je, Deku and Sue... I think it's much better. No, De- Deco and Shoto is the one that's that's really at the top right now, I think. Well, I mean, if you, if you go on DeviantArt or Tumblr, yeah, that's that's for sure. Sure. But in the series, you can tell that Ochako has a huge crush on Deku. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. She's denying it. So, I mean, like Joe was mentioning, I think it will be sloppy to introduce Melissa and try to force this low triangle bullshit into the anime. But I see I see what Dee is saying there, where it's it offers an opportunity to the writers if they want if they need to give themselves an out, she's there. That's true. It's it's a sloppy thing to do, but it's better than like some of the brutal retcons we've seen in other shonen series. Right. Exactly. It's it's not it's not that forceful. It's like even if like it's sort of a deus ex machina, like, hey, she sends, like, a cool item to him that's really helpful at a certain point. If this is the case, then she she would have to at least reach to Deku or Toshinori after Kamino City. Because this has to be a huge white event showing All Might and All for One fighting, right? So if if any point in the series they can introduce Melissa, now will be the time. Right. Yeah, and I don't think they will, based on how the manga's gone guiding the anime up to this point. It's fine. I mean, she she didn't strike me as being a character I was really all that into. Yes, she had this plot line where it's like, oh, you know, I don't have a quirk either. You know, there's that interesting bond that she could have with Deku there, but they went totally separate ways about it. Yeah, it's it's like I feel they're going to have a, a professional relationship, like how David and Toshinori have. Yeah, but I mean, you can't even get that if she just disappears after the series. That's what I'm trying to say. It's like, if she just goes into like the abyss and does not ever surface in the series, I think that's almost a disservice because I no, think but, she's... I, but I feel the anime is going to do the effort because um, like episode 38 of season uh, three, I believe they introduced Melissa. So at least she's somewhat mechanical within the anime. Right. Somewhat because of the email, but they have so many characters already. And this is something I like about this series is that they haven't, shortchanged anybody really badly that they brought in, but it is managing a lot of balls up in the air. Right. Sorry, I mean 58, not 38. That's a correction. But yeah, you're right. It's just too much juggling. And 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 you know what? But that's good though, because that's the one bonus about MHA is like they've developed the side characters in a way in which you actually give a shit about them and you care about them. I mean he's a hot take, D. I I feel that they're using the same model that they did for Fullmet Alchemist. Yes, yes. Like, there's another anime that you care for all, like, maybe all of them, like, all the supporting characters, no matter what. Yes, most of them, at least, you know. But everybody has their full sequence of their personal story. Correct. Everyone has some room to grow. Yeah. And this is something that really set that series apart from what people commonly think of as, you know, the ancestors to MHA. You know, your Bleaches, your Naruto's, your One Piece. I haven't read One Piece, but the other two I know in detail. And 
you get side characters that look promising and then just their screen time declines or their storylines get dropped. So I think the challenge here for this series that this movie partway lived up to is to just keep them fresh and involved. Yeah, everyone had a little moment of shine. Like like I was telling Joe, everyone in the, in the movie had a role, and once there was no role, they were just either caught or they show up again towards the, like, towards the end of the movie. Right, right. And even some of the caught characters were released by the end of the movie because the security system was shut down. Correct. Yeah. So, like, even, like, you know, your Yao Yorozu, who was, like, out of energy, like, showed up at the end. Yeah, and she meant, I think she meant to do the right gear shield. Right, exactly. She protected everybody else that was down there, unfortunately doing nothing in that fight, which I didn't care much for, but... Yeah, but, like, like the anime, it's, like, it's, it's pretty much a boy's toy of show. They got the, the guys are in the, front, in the forefront of the show. You got Bakugo, Shoto, and Deku. I mean, that's what it's about, right? I mean, that's the show. Those are your power rankings. Whoa, not in that order. He said it, man. He said it. Oh, no. I just did it. I believe I did alphabetical order. That's why. You did alphabetical. That, no, that was you put Deku last. Did I? Yeah. All right, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Got him. Yeah. Time, I guess. <laughs> but look. So, okay, look. Have we even talked about the substance of this movie at this point? I mean, you know, you've you've got you've got like a story where you have a lot of the pro heroes that are just kind of shut down and really not doing anything till like the 99th hour, right? We we still haven't spoken about what there it is that they're doing there. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, well, like the, the expo? Yes. Yeah, you haven't you haven't brought it up yet. Okay. Right. So let, let's let's back this up. So sometime in the future in this universe, the 1% has built a floating city they can, you know, surf I, around I love the how map. You make that political with the 1%, Joe. It is 100% political and I will absolutely fight about this later because this is this series digs into that, you know, the whole thing about what does it mean to be a hero, the challenge of Stain and the League of Villains afterwards. I think definitely pushes that right into our faces. And so I think this is no different. I don't think that the creators would want to back down from that, even if it's not something that they're talking about here. Absolutely. This, this Island was made by people to make things that they can't make anywhere else and do things they can't do anywhere else. Hmm. Yeah. Cause I mean, one of the lines that Melissa mentioned to deck, you're like heroes can do their quirks without any repercussions. And which is why people in this real world want to build floating cities so they can, you know, have their underage hooker coke parties without <sighs> the government stopping them. That's not what we're seeing on screen here, but I, I'm just saying that, that, we, that we know of, that we know of. Who knows? Well, it's a big island and apparently a lot of rich and creepy people live here. You know, people willing to double cross each other over the inventions that are being made here. But there's the, the, these are powerful inventions. I mean, but even, even looking at the guest list, only people who are invited are heroes or people rich enough to get invitations. Yeah, I mean, even among the students, I mean, it's kind of broken down that way. You know, Momo's there because she's rich. Ida is there because his family is prestigious. Shoto's there. Yeah, yeah. You know, Bakugo's there because he won the tournament, and so they think he's you know a rising star, and they want to get him. You know, they want they want to brand him as much as his brand is helping them at the same time. It's it's all PR. I mean, the movie could have said, like, oh, the UA is taking a field trip to iExpo. And it would have glossed over that. Yeah, but that's not how it went down. They 
did subtly highlight how this really is like a different kind of world than the one that they are coming from in their everyday education and heroics. Yeah, this is an island that's always moving, according to Melissa, because of the people living in it are so smart, they don't want the secrets to be let out. And it becomes, you know, the other half of that is the security system completely automated, which becomes kind of the pitfall here. You know, they don't hit this really hard blatantly in the script, but, you know, the danger of having that centralized overseeing power is brought to the forefront because all those pro heroes are actually kind of helpless against somebody who gets the remote control. Yeah, it was a good framing device for the story, at least for the plot, because, you know, anyone would just say, why didn't All Might just beat everyone up? Well, because the people on the island were at the mercy of a guy controlling the security bots, which outnumbered the heroes by a lot. Right, and they, they're pretty powerful against people with quirks, right, or identifiable quirks, because I think that's what sort of the key in was there, was that, hey, you know, you have to know their identity in order to lock them down, which is why the bots didn't do it for the kids right away, right? No. Because they, they, they said that. They, they literally said, like, when the kids were like, oh, they don't know about us yet, and that's why they've not locked us down. Well, yeah, they didn't observe them. It was less about what their abilities were and more that, well, they were late to the party. Yeah, and like how Melissa's mentioned, they can't take the elevators because they're, res- they're restricted. Yeah, so they're slinking through the emergency staircase where you're not getting cameras, I guess. Which, I gotta say, I gotta admit, it was a pretty cute and clever idea. Like, how do we get Bakugo and Kirishima to the tower? Oh, um, let's just pretend Kirishima forgot his phone, and he's dumb enough to wander around in the wrong place. And and get to the 80th floor, by the way. Let's establish that. They got way high up. But again, they did did my boy Kirishima dirty. Yeah, they did. Why? Because because he, he's because when Kirishima blocked that blow man for Bakugo and he get get he gets locked into the wall. Oh yeah, yeah, and he's like, "Yo, just release your quirk." Like, hey guys, I'm stuck here. Go on without me. Bakugo's like, "You idiot, get rid of that quirk." I'm like, "Oh, like, are you that dumb, Kirishima? Are you that dumbfounded in love with Bakugo?" <laughs> well, he's pretty hard though. I mean, I hate the ship so much. But but like but like he's not Kaminari at post shock, right? Yeah, Denki. Which they still carried around through this entire movie as well. <laughs> they need to find something to do with that guy where they can just like sort of dump him after he's discharged. I, I, I know it's really disrespectful, but I, he's I like literally how he, dead weight. It was funny just seeing him in the background that like, everything, all this chaos is happening. He's just giving thumbs up in the air. Poor guy. But better him than Mineta, worst character in the anime. Oh, no, 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 guys. You don't understand. You don't understand. He's inside of all of us. No, he's not. There's a little Mineta inside of all of us. That's disgusting. uh, Speak for yourself, D. Phrasing. All right. So, I mean, what did you guys think about the main villain, though? Like Magneto. Like, did you feel he was convincing? You mean Tetsuo? You mean Tetsuo? Yeah, yeah, Tetsuo. Yeah, yeah, Tetsuo. Oh, but yeah, his name is Wolfram. I, was, I guess it's a spoiler. We figure out he's, he also was working for All for One in order to prepare against uh, this event on the island against All Might. Um, I liked him. He was he carried his villain weight, kind of like Hans Gruber, even though we are comparing to... No, Donald. no, no. Don't, don't, don't talk I'm to not, him like that, I'm not, I'm not, Hans I'm not, Gruber I'm not. is like the pantheon of villains. No, but he was a likable villain. And his quirk was really cool. I mean, even, it looked like alchemy, but it looked really cool. And... Uh, I mean, other than that, it was a pretty cool villain for the movie to be contained within. 
Yeah, I, th- I thought the hench folks were pretty lacking overall. You know, there weren't a lot of them. They didn't have anything interesting going on. You know, Only three like, of them had quirks, right? That they showed. Well, I mean, you've got like the beast. You've got one guy with big hands, and you've got the sword arm guy. That's about it. And the guy, the guy who got wrecked real quick with the sword arms. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, most of the fights were against robots, and. I mean, I guess that keeps you from having a higher body count than we did, which is what you want for a children's movie. But let's be real here. This isn't a children's movie. And, you know, eventually one way or another, a lot of people are supposed to get wrecked. Like that one guy in the staircase. Yeah, they should have just let it go. They should have just had like more dudes in on it and had like more real fights. Not like I'm going to tape these robots to the ground and call it a win. I'm sorry, glue. We didn't even get tape, man. They would have been so much better if Sarah were there instead. Yeah, no, he was. He was. Was he, was he even in the in the whole island? Like, I don't. Yeah, know he they, was. He was like one of these guys just goofing off in the. He rooms. was uh, with Sugar Rush yeah. in the room. Yeah. Okay. And I was telling, I was telling Joe, like, I think they could easily replace Mineta with Sarah, and it would have done the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, except for Mineta, like, has more personality than Sarah. So no, he doesn't. Being a pervert isn't a personality. It, it's, it's a personality it's, defect. Let's let's be clear here. It's an identifiable personality defect. Um, and so and so, this is, was an opportunity for them to take some of the side characters that haven't had as much development and give them a chance. Exactly, because we already seen Manetta grow against Midnight. Sarah got knocked out. That's true. He didn't actually get any good screen time in that entire fight. And the only time we see Sarah do anything was in the licensing exam. True. Which which he did a lot. He did a lot in that. Yeah, but how, how much how much time is in the show have devoted to giving Mineta a stupid cheap laugh for him being a pervert? He got some love in like the uh final exam arc. Indefensible. I'm sorry. He gra- he grape rushed the shit out of Midnight. Again, he had that one growth. Sarah has nothing yet. Yeah, but the growth is big. It's from it's from a small size to a Phrasing. giant, a giant hard again. Silly man. He he's probably the weakest character, and I I'm 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 not even sure about the online polls, but he's probably the least popular character. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I don't look that far down. I stop at one. You mean all might? Yeah, fuck your shit, Joe. I I, I mean I mean the true successor to. Mantle of number one, not Endeavor. Deku? Not Deku? Endeavor. Oh, Endeavor? Yeah, Endeavor. <laughs> endeavor. <laughs> Icy hot. You see, that that's who's really going to be super angry about this movie, is Endeavor. It's like, so they invited everybody to this party but me. But Endeavor. No, no, no. He, no, he was invited. He took. He, he, he told Shoto to go in his place. Oh, that's right. Oh. So he's going to give me more salt here, the fact that, shit, I could have been there. I could have right. saved these people, but no. Right. I had yeah. to send my dumb son and had to have all my do all this shit with Deku. Meanwhile, my dumb son didn't do anything but like freeze some robots. He beat Bakugo's record. Okay. He threw out he threw out in a couple ice cubes. i And what did the other guy do? He just sweat on the robots. How does it go? <laughs> the old line. You know what the difference between you and me is? I make this look good. That he's old and busted and Deku's a new hotness? Well, we'll see about who gets busted. You know, name a more iconic pairing than Deku in a hospital bed. I'll wait. I, I'm not gonna have enough time. Yeah, to no, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not that, gonna that, verbalize that, a bunch of memes there. here to fight over this. This is what happens in the group chat all day, every week. So, 
Especially <laughs> lately. Like, lately since this has become an MHA group show. Well, I mean, Joe's mission is successful. He has everyone in her crew reading or watching My Hero Academia. Was this my mission? No, no, no. I agreed to that so we can make the anime track great again. I don't even know who started this. I know it was my idea to go to this movie, but... But I think I, like, got into the series rapidly, and then you started dropping more memes, and then everybody but one person in our group chat... You just have to start reading it or watching it so you can get the idea. Yeah, I mean, like, Will is the only guy who has, like... But he's on it now, he's on it now. So, So we're all here. Everybody who was on our, you know, Dragon Con attendees list cast is now on this. Anyway, back to the film. Everyone had the chance to sign, like mentioned. And so, I mean, it was a great film. I, I was, I didn't expect much from it because it's an anime movie. Not to be canonical <laughs> with the series. But like, you got all the feels from the movie. Like, I, I mean, the thing about MHA is like, it has really good writing and you care about all the characters. And like, I got the same feels that I got from the, the season from the actual anime in the movie. And honestly, that's, that's why I went to the movie. Yeah. And to share that experience, to share it with everybody who's in that theater. And, and that's what I said to people who were saying, like, oh, I'll just wait for it to get on one of the streaming sites. I'm like, but you're not going to get that audience participation. That's what experience. Yeah. I mean, you said that you said, D, that your, your audience wasn't as good, right? No, but they were still no, 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 but they were still engaged. Like they were they were clapping at the high points. They were like cheering at the high points. No, we had people yelling, like saying mean shit at the movie <laughs> no 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 but like not trolling like there wasn't no, like, they, i wouldn't say trolling but they were enhancing it with their crap yeah it, it was in good yeah. fun i mean i wanted to like cheer along at various points and you know that's not me no but it was yeah no i, I mean I, you I said agree. you were gonna cheer when he saved Ochako. i i did i did clap for bakugo a couple times just because that's my child and i have to support I, him. I literally booed bakugo a couple times but you know that's what's up i i couldn't because jonah had a deal we made a deal what's the deal that I wouldn't boo... That, no, that we were only going to boo Mineta because everybody else deserved a fair shot to shine, which they got. Exactly. Oh, damn it. That's a bad deal, man. You got the raw end up. No, at least I can say that Bakugo should be a hero, whereas Mineta shouldn't. All right, all right, all right, all right. I, I'm sure, like, the... Stop wrecking my boy here. Very, various portions of the fandom now will have different, you know, notions about where hey, we they, are here. They can at me. I don't give a fuck. Man, like what's your what's your at? I'll, I'll put it on the cast. They'll at me. Okay. I'll I'll tag you, yeah, when I post it. I didn't do that last time because I wanted to spare, you know, you the publicity, but now they now they will. They know where to find me. <laughs> I mean, and this is why and this is why Andrew keeps getting all shaky when I start talking about the one percent and people that I don't like in positions of power in the real world. Because he's afraid that people are going to at me in the streets. Right, right. Way too hard. But Bakugo is the 1%. If everyone loves him, he's the 99. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm saying. He, he's the hero for the future. He's not in it for you know, the, the money or the fame. He's in it to be the best. Remind me, remind me Joe, who's narrating the anime? Is it Bakugo? No, it's not. I don't know. I, I think at this point it should probably be Gran Torino. <laughs> Grand Torino is like my one of my favorite like the salty old mentor like it, like literally I remember going through the anime and like as soon as it got to the Grand Torino episode it was like 2am 
And I'm like, I have to watch this because salty old mentors are my jam. <laughs> but but like that's the thing is that all these characters are very, very identifiable. I mean, even David when he came in, like I could see that like friend who like was saved from the fire and like just trying to do his best to support All Might. And like even though he went a fucked up way to like deal with it and didn't have to go that far, I could see that he was a convincing character like even in the movie see that was another moment the theater almost wet their pants when uh toshinori's shirt fell off (laughs) (laughs) so yo man you need you need an actual costume you can't just go around in a tank top blowing everything up there's a lot of like rip torn outfits in mha well yeah you gotta get your fan service fan service Right, I mean, you got to see those Deku gains or whatever. Because he's the only guy. He's the only guy who lifts. By the way, the only guy. That is entirely not true. After we're done with this, I will send you the link to the Instagram titled "The Same Pic of Kachan's Abs Every Day." Okay, you we're going to eat we, your words. Yeah, you could send me that afterwards, but his abs don't mean he lifts. He just like was born with the explosion thread, like the explosion uh, shred, rather, <laughs> not thread. I don't, I don't know. I, I've seen other people pointing out the fact that Ida is actually really built, not just his calves. Ida is built. Like, there was an episode where they show him in, in the summer pool at school. And Again, that's my main complaint. These kids are about 17, 16-year-olds. <laughs> and they have so many gains. They and have these so kids many are gains. looking like 30-year-old crossfitters. Yep. <laughs> this is almost impossible. Well, I don't know if we want to dig into like the They're amb- on the HGH man, the ambiguity of ages in shonen series that are set in like high school, where definitely you're trying to identify with people that are older than that because it's kind of creepy. But this like series before it, and I'm sure series after it will continue to stick to that to keep the audience broad, right? Because you can identify it when you're young. You can identify with it when you're younger or older. And, you know, one thing this does is I think, like, it plays really well to all those demographics. Yeah. I mean, you know who, who didn't show up here that would have probably gotten the biggest cheer is Aizawa. Yes, yes. Let me tell you, the fans or, are thirsty or, for or, that guy. Or present Mike, bro. Uh, I'll, I'll do you one better. Aoyama was not in, in the movie at whatsoever. My boy needs to have a shine moment in the movie, and he was denied it. What are you talking about? All the special effects in that climax scene were him. <laughs> the lens flash? Yeah, yeah, that was all him. He was in the bushes, just projecting that up at the fight. It's like, this this is my calling. Yeah. I'm too late to help, but I'll make it look good. He, he shot it from Japan. <laughs> and spent the rest of the weekend on the can. Hunched over, exactly, because of his stomach ache. Because he was too fabulous. <laughs> Can't stop twinkling. Oh, man. Okay. All right. Well, so the number one takeaway here is go see the movie. It's yeah. If you're a huge fan of the film of the series, yeah, go watch it. You're you're hopefully you get a really good audience that's really engaging because sure, watching the movie is great, but having the tears, cheering for your favorite character when it shows up, being emotional, especially towards the end with that huge, that really awesome sequence between Deku, All Might, and Tetsuo Magneto, you feel it. Yeah, it's that thing you mentioned, Joe. It's like with, when you with you in a collective, it just heightens the motion of the and, the and the way that they put that scene together helped that because you know you've got these two guys going in for this final attack, and everybody else there of the characters is cheering them on. Yeah, and we're there cheering them on too. 
So it just pulls you in. You you want to be supportive like it would be in in series. You know, the, these are real heroes, real idols for the populace, you know, above and beyond all that stuff about where and why this is happening. You know, at the end of the day, somebody needed saving and they got it done. I mean, I think that what the anime really, I guess the manga too, is that we're all Deku Bakugo. Like, there's always that one hero. Like, we all have our own All Might. Mm-hmm. And you guys would definitely rewatch this series, this movie. I mean, I know I would. Hell yeah! I the minutes we go on Blu-ray and the series, I guess. But yeah, I'm, it's definitely <laughs> a rewatch. Yeah, and I think that's the that's the really easy thing to say about this is like it has a lot of I think rewatch value and just you know it's like a fun, enjoyable experience that I think is good you know any time to kind of pop back in and like feel good and have a good time watching. Yeah, I mean, if your fairy fairy character is in it and then didn't do much sucks but they're at least they're in it and it did something whereas some of the other characters are shut up for like a brief moment in time and that's it so there's something for everyone exactly and we'll all wait for the Mineta solo movie and on that um, note boo, on, the, on that note boo, on that note boo. <laughs> thank you for joining us Get on the, the Check podcast this is your host andrew and joe with our guest host ed follow us on facebook at stash check podcast twitter stash check cast and thank you for joining us this week Plus Plus Ultra. Ultra.